It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Welcome back in. Third and final hour here on Monday. And normally we would be turning on the light with Jack Spillane of New Bedford Light. But he has another commitment this morning. So he will join us tomorrow in the 8 o'clock hour when we will talk with him about a variety of things, including this New Bedford Light story. Uh, Arthur Hirsch broke the story on Friday of the ballot question started by Catherine and Paul to get term limits for the city councilors. It's not going to happen. Even though they've collected they've collected 2,700 signatures well on their way to the 3,100 that they need, probably more like 35, 3,600 to make sure that they can cover any that gets struck down because they're not registered voters. They were confident that they would get it over the remaining weeks and that this question would be put on the ballot. However, as it turns out, they were following the wrong process, according to the city solicitor's office. So... There's a lot of questions about that. We can get into all of it, bits and pieces of it, of course. Uh, you know, you can pick up along the way as we are discussing it, but we can we can give another overview if you need to. Uh, but right now, I would suggest going to the newbedfordlight.org website, reading the story, and getting all the details. Right now, we're going to go back to the phones. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You are on WBSM. Morning, Tim. Morning. I think that's just a shame. Yeah, I mean, so, why couldn't they have told them so earlier? Good. Exactly. Somebody had to know about it. Something's fishy there. Somebody had to know about it. I mean, she's been so um, fair throughout this whole thing. And she's been on the radio every day, multiple every times day. a day. And I know they're listening over at City Hall. Somebody Absolutely. should have said they're doing, you know, somebody should have stopped them earlier and said, this is not the process. Exactly. Especially with this weather like that, them standing out there. Every, they, they tried so hard. I think it's a shame. They better do something. Somebody's going to do something. And you know what this is going to do? This is going to crush anybody else that planned on trying to organize any kind of citizen effort to get a question on the ballot. This is this is going to make them say, "Well, what's the point? We're probably going to go through this process for them to just tell us at the end that it's we can't put it on the ballot." I know, I know it. Unbelievable. Then you know, I wanted to tell you too. um, Yesterday, my my nephew says to my brother, he says, "Yeah, did somebody drive up on our front lawn?" But it was like a, a big round. Circle? All I thought about was you. You're in a crop circle on your on your yard? Aliens coming down? Yeah, I guess so, in the front yard. Right, the front yard, the front, the front porch, right out in the front. So you had, a, you had a circle, but no tracks leading to the circle? No, it was just a circle right in the middle of the yard. And um, that happened to my, my cousin in North Carolina, too, a couple of years back. But he had, he had, like, he had tons of acres of land. And it was a huge one. He took a picture and sent it to me. But, uh, yeah, it was, like, right in the front yard. Sometimes I sit on that front porch at night, you know, just, uh, <laughs> and it's like, oh, my God. I'm probably staring right at it and didn't even see it. <laughs> yeah, they're they're coming down. They're looking for you. Oh, boy. The government oh, told well. us they're real, so now, now they feel a little bit more emboldened to just land in your yard. <laughs> yeah, I know it. Oh, well. We'll blame it on the city council. 
<laughs> Which city counselor do you think is actually uh, an alien in disguise? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, don't, well, don't answer that. All right. Well, I, I guess to, I guess I that's a fair answer. In your, I'm not going to give any names, but I used to work in New Bedford, I, so I can't vote over there. I'm in that. I live in Dartmouth. But um, I mean, it's just they, they. A lot of them been there way too long, way too long. But anyway. All right, you have a great day. You as well. Take care. Okay, bye. 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in. So, yeah, she's, she's absolutely right. Like, somebody should have said something sooner. As I said in the last hour, it's not like this was a surprise, the amount of effort that they were putting into collecting signatures. Catherine called into the station multiple times a day. She called into my show. She called into South Coast Now. She called into Barry. She's been calling in and updating everybody as to where they will be, where you can go and sign the petition that particular day. And she gave us updates on how many signatures that they had collected. And she gave us updates on what people were saying as they were signing the petition. So somebody should have heard, somebody definitely heard her on the radio and should have taken it upon themselves to maybe go out to where they were standing out, sitting out collecting signatures and say, hey, we found out some information or we have some information to share with you or have called into the station or have reached out to Catherine directly or Paul directly and explained this to them. Instead, they wait until now when they're so close to tell them, oh, but by the way, this isn't the way to do this. Now, there's a bit of a he said, she said going on in Arthur's article at newbedfordlight.org, Arthur Hirsch's article. Where Catherine says, you know what, let me, let me read it to you from Manny, uh, from um, what, what Manny said to Arthur and what Catherine said to Arthur. Let me read it to you directly from the piece. So uh, let me bring it to you. So Catherine said that in the spring, she talked with Manny DeBrito, head of the Board of Election Commissioners, about how to proceed. The two offered different takes on their early conversations. In Adamowitz's version, DeBrito said they could model their effort on the successful citizens campaign in 2017 to change the mayor's term in office from two years to four years. That would mean gathering petition signatures to equal 5% of the registered voters in the previous city election, about 3,100 this year, and getting the question on the ballot. In DeBrito's version, he suggested the 2017 campaign as an example, and Arthur uses italics in the word suggested. He suggested the 2017 campaign as an example, but never conclusively told her that was the way to go. He said he told her that he would run this by the city solicitor who would then have the final say on how such an effort could proceed. I said, I'm not a lawyer, DeBrito said. He said he first brought the question to the solicitor's office in May, but not to Jake's directly. Okay, so in May, it was brought to the city solicitor's office's attention that this question needed to be answered. And nobody, nobody told the city solicitor. Nobody told Eric Jakes. He didn't take it upon himself to reach out. When did he find out? And this is why I've reached out, sent an email to, to Manny DeBrito and Eric Jakes saying, you know, please call in and, and give us some more information. Help us with some of these unanswered questions. If Manny went to the city, solicitor, city solicitor's office in May... He did what he, what he said he was going to do. So following the thread, it seems like the ball was dropped in the city solicitor's office, that they waited until Thursday of last week 
to tell Paul and Catherine that this was not the way to do things. That they had been waiting for these answers to these questions for weeks. And they didn't get those answers until Thursday. Also, why is it that this isn't the way to go? Should Manny DeBrito have known the answer to that question right away? I mean, I think he was probably thinking the same thing that I would assume. That if that's how they did it in 2017, it'd be the same way this way. And he could say, yes, I will double check on that, but it, it seems to make sense to me. Because why would one way be okay and not the other be okay? I don't get it. 508-996-0500. You're next on WBSM. Morning, Tim. What's going on? Uh, yeah, that's a load of crap. Um, you know, it's something's fishy to me, uh, Tim. You know, you know what that is? Uh, the fact that Linda Morad thought that it was a personal vendetta against her, and she admitted it on the radio. Uh, I believe it was a – I don't think it was last week. It was a week before – saying that she didn't understand why Catherine was uh, going out of her way to do this just for the city council. And then all of a sudden now, we get a city solicitor saying that it's not, it wasn't done the right way. That doesn't seem a little fishy to you? Well, but I, to what purpose? Because the city solicitor is not going to be doing the bidding of the city council president. The city solicitor is more that. part of the, the mayoral administration. No, I get it. I get it. But what I'm saying is, is that... It wouldn't be hard for Linda Morad to call up the city solicitor and say, double check, see if they crossed all their T's and dotted their I's, and if so, then let it be. But if not, get it out of here. We don't need it. Not, well, it wouldn't be. It really would not surprise me. I don't. I don't know if she would have to though, because these are questions that were already answered. The question isn't about why are they telling them telling them this now. The question is why didn't they tell them this in May? Right. Right. Well, what I'm saying is, is that it was a little fishy that. Two weeks ago, it was it was brought up on the radio by Linda Morad, and now all of a sudden, we're we're getting. We're I don't getting, know. I uh, I, I think you're making a big you know. leap there. Uh, I think that the problem here is that they didn't uh, yeah. they didn't tell they didn't tell them in May when they should have. They should have told them before they spent weeks sitting out there in the heat and the humidity, gathering signatures. They should have told them that, or at any point in the t- in in time since then that they've probably heard them on the radio talking about it so why did they wait that's the question it's not why did they do it now the question is why did they wait yeah and that's and that's exactly it now you could look at it that way or you can look at it as the fact of uh you know maybe it slipped by maybe they didn't realize they were doing it the wrong way so the city solicitor didn't realize they were doing it the wrong way and it slipped through and that's the way it was you know but and then now all of a sudden it's getting brought up it well, that that would right be thing. shame on the city solicitor then because you were well, asked in May 100%. and you should have checked up on it then. A hundred percent. And, you know, um, I I just, I, I, I feel like it goes hand in hand. I really do. I really do. And again, this uh, situation is so ridiculous that I would hope that Catherine and Paul aren't just taking the city solicitor at their word either. Um, not no, that I have any reason to, to think that Eric Jakes is wrong, but I would definitely be getting a second opinion from the Secretary of State's office just because things have been so confusing. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, we'll see how we'll see how this shakes out. Though I'm very interested in this. I mean, I mean, 
and and that that just gives the, the 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 normal average you know everyday citizen that wants to change the way governments ran in the city, it it's it's completely discouraging now because mm-hmm. it's like it's like okay they went out of their way to get all these signatures right, and then now all of a sudden just to get you know pretty much smacked in the face and say okay yeah no that's not the way you're supposed to do it, and uh, you know there's so many there's so many uh, I, I, it, I I couldn't believe it. I thought I was I literally thought I was dreaming. When I heard that this morning, when Adam Adam reported it, I, I, I said, what? Are you kidding me? You know, they, they, they waited two and a half months to, t- to tell these, these, you know, these people that they were doing it the wrong way. A month, but less than a month, a, le- oh, well, a little over a month, a little over a month away from submitting all the signatures, having that deadline. And they were well, they were well you know, uh, ahead of the game. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's unbelievable. And, and- what a... What a how quickly did the city solicitor's office check in on the questions that the city councilors had wanted to get put on the ballot? You know, yeah. when they were voting for those questions, why why didn't those have the same scrutiny? And, and and if they did have the same scrutiny, why did they get it right away? And and this citizen effort did not. Yeah, exactly. They're no, telling it, us it, 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 they're telling us if you want to change things, you have the power to do it yourself through petition. That's what they're telling us. And yet now here it is. You see, well, here the power of petition doesn't actually work because, you know, it works for some things and not for others. And we're not going to tell you what it works for and what it doesn't until the last minute. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And that's and it's it's it's, it is it is truly a disgrace. Um, That's that's pretty sad that that's how um, ill informed. Okay, the the city solicitor's office is in relation to getting a petition, you know, uh, to put stuff on a ballot. Well, I mean, they, I don't know. They need to be more upfront with the with their information. Yeah, I don't know that you know? they didn't know it. I just, you know, they might have known this all along, but they still took too long to tell Catherine and Paul either way. And, and if that's the case, if they did know it and it, they took too long to, to, to give them that information, shame on them. They yeah. shouldn't have a job within city government. They really shouldn't. So, all right, Tim, I'll leave you with that. All right, you have a good day. All right, you too, bye-bye. And your thoughts at 508-996-0500. I mean, there's a lot of... I mean, I, I, I didn't mean to be dismissive of, of John's idea of, of putting this on, on Council President Morad. I just don't, I don't think that that is the case here. I don't think that they're shutting it down under her request. I think this was the fact that if, if that was the case, we would have probably heard about this happening a lot sooner. I think what happened here was that they should have been informed really before they started collecting signatures, but at least much earlier in the process than they were, instead of having them feel like this was all for nothing. And, and, and were there other mistakes that were made? Yes. You know, as, as characterized in the story, Catherine and Paul assumed, based on their conversation with Manny DeBrito, that they could just follow the 2017 mayoral term question as the model to follow, and so they didn't ask their lawyer that they hired to help craft the language of the question they didn't ask him about the process should the lawyer have maybe offered to look into the process should the process have been better known should there should there be a paper a handout they can give you that tells you here's the process to follow here are the steps here are what can here are the questions that can go on there and here's what can't I don't know. And I don't know if those resources are available and just weren't, weren't offered or weren't taken. I don't know. There's a lot of questions that need to be answered. And we need people to step forward and answer them. 
Catherine and Paul will be on with Barry at 1 o'clock today. But that's still only going to be their side of the story. And I know, I know how it works that those in city government, you know, things go through the mayor's office. Well, then the mayor's office needs to offer some explanation for this. But one way or another, you can't leave the citizens hanging on this when you're telling them that this is the process that puts the power into their hands and now saying, but that process doesn't apply to this question. I just, I want to know the why not. Explain that part to me. Aside from somebody coming up and saying, hey, I didn't, you know, answer the question. I, I didn't give them the information when they were supposed to get it. Okay, that's a whole different story. I just want to know the why this isn't the process. Why this is not something that can be affected through petition. 508-996-0500. We will take a quick break and be back in a few. All right, we're going to be going into the newsroom in just a few moments. But um, I before the break there, the VIP line had, had rang. And I went to go answer the VIP line during the break to see who was on the line so that I could introduce them uh, when we came back from the break. If I hung up on you, I apologize. I don't know if it was me trying to answer the call that that hung it up or if you hung it up. But uh, certainly you can call back during the news and uh, we'll try and get you back on the air immediately following the newscast. So, again, I don't know if that was my error or if... Uh, someone could, you know, called in and then they couldn't stay on hold or couldn't stay on the phone, had to do something else. But um, feel free to call back or shoot me a text or an email and let me know that it's you. And I will uh, I will just introduce you when we come back. Sometimes when you go to answer the phone, uh, it can cause a little bit of issue when you're trying to do it off the air. 508-996-0500. That's the number for you to call in and chime in. And we will certainly continue on this discussion. It'll be the talk of the morning, I am sure. I know Chris and Marcus have plenty to say about it on South Coast now coming up at 9 a.m. And uh, and Paul Hankins and Catherine Adamowitz will join Barry at 1 p.m. this afternoon to talk more about it as well. So uh, if you want to have your voice heard on this, I mean, I guess signing the petition, you thought you were going to have your voice heard, but it doesn't matter now, I guess unless they're going to try now and get 9,000 signatures and go forward with this creation of a commission and it's going to take a couple of election cycles and all of these different ways that they can do it. Or the easier method, which would be to have the mayor and the city council sign off on it and then the state legislature approve it. That sounds easy, right? Sure. I can imagine the city councilors would love to vote to limit themselves in the number of terms that they can serve. That sounds plausible to me. So why is it that those are the only two methods to institute term limits for the city councilors? Why can't a petition work in that way? We need that answer. We need that answer more than why did it take this long for them to find out. We need that answer too, but that to me is not as pressing and as important of a question. I think Catherine and Paul would agree as the why not. Why does that process work for changing the mayoral term, changing the charter to extend the mayoral term? And then apparently they could have put the question on the ballot again. The counselors tried to, to limit it back again to two years. Why was that okay through a question, but we could not get a question on to ask about term limits? By the way, it would have been a binding question. So the way that it was formed is that it was binding. So why could they not get the question on there as a non-binding question and at least take the temperature of the city? Anyway, we can talk more about that when we come back, but right now it is time to go into the newsroom with Adam Bass. 
A federal judge is blocking an Arkansas law that would censor books. U.S. District Judge Timothy Brooks issued a preliminary injunction on Saturday after hearing oral arguments last week. The law would ban libraries from distributing materials deemed obscene to children. Plaintiffs in the lawsuit include the Fayette Public Library, the Central Arkansas Library System, and the Eureka Springs Carnegie Library. The Ukrainian minister who oversees the country's army of drones says there will be more drone strikes to come after drones hit buildings in Moscow Sunday morning. Russia's defense ministry said drones hit two commercial buildings and claimed a third drone was destroyed before reaching Moscow. Four people were killed in an ATV crash Saturday afternoon in Washington state. Officials say four people were riding in a Polaris Razor side-by-side on a dirt road in a national forest when it rolled and caught fire. Medics arrived to treat the patients. Two people died at the scene and two people were flown by helicopter to a hospital where they later died. You'll need to ask for utensils and condiments in your takeout when a new law taking effect today in New York City. Jennifer Jennifer Polsone reports. The new law bans restaurants and eateries in New York City from voluntarily handing out those utensils, condiment packets, and napkins in takeout and delivery orders unless a customer specifically requests it. I think it's probably helping just a little bit. It helps and we shouldn't have it. Sometimes you're in a hurry and you forget to ask for the utensils, so you have to carry sometimes. Most of the time you don't need it. The Skip the Stuff law aims to reduce plastic use to help the environment. Businesses have a grace period until July of next year before they face actual fines of up to $400. Jennifer Sony, NBC News Radio, New York. The Chicago Fire Department is in mourning following word that an off-duty firefighter died while he was being pulled from Lake Michigan. Authorities say Wilbert Hayes was swimming off of 31st Street Beach early yesterday with his family when he went under the water and did not resurface. Divers searched for him and quickly found him underwater. He was pronounced dead at the hospital. Madonna is reflecting after being hospitalized a month ago. The Queen of Pop took to Instagram over the weekend to reflect on how her loved ones are helping her heal and has shared a series of photos with her two of six children. In the caption, she said, Love from family and friends is the best medicine. And a Marvel superhero is now the owner of a South Carolina vodka company. Mark Mayfield has the story. Actor Jeremy Renner, who has played Hawkeye in a number of Marvel movies, posted on Instagram that he's able to move forward with his interest in Sweetgrass Vodka. According to its website, the vodka got a gold medal from the Wine and Spirits Guide, The 50 Best, as the best domestic vodka of 2022. Renner says he has made great progress since his snowplow accident in December. Sweetgrass Vodka said in a news release that Renner is expected to make cross-country appearances during a bottle signing tour. I'm Mark Mayfield. In sports, the Sox struck out against the San Francisco Giants last night, losing 4-3. The Red Sox head to Seattle tonight for a game against the Mariners at 9.40 p.m. And now, here's your ABC6 local weather forecast. We have cooler temperatures and drier weather that's arrived to the area. Expect it to be a nice day overall. We're going to see partly cloudy skies high near 81. Overnight tonight, we'll get down to 59 degrees. And for tomorrow, partly cloudy with a north wind 5 to 10 miles an hour and a cool, comfortable 80 degrees. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Skylar Spindler on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. It is currently 71 degrees right now in New Bedford. I'm Adam Bass, WBSM News. 
News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's news talk station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts and podcasts with the WBSM app. Starting the South Coast off right each morning. It's a Show. Weekdays from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. right here on WBSM. And welcome back in 508-996-0500. Let's go right back to the phones. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hey, good morning, Tim. How are you? Good. How are you? All right. Um, you know, I just, I, I, I read the article and I'm, I'm pretty confused uh, because, um, you know, if you try to dig a hole in the city, I mean, you, <laughs> you have to have, you know, things that are checked off and approved and, you know, and obviously getting something done like um, to get a, a question on the ballot is sort of the same thing. I'm not really sure why the city solicitor's office didn't basically outline um, because they're basically the legal department for the city. And then I went into the, the solicitor's office uh, on, on the web and it basically says that, you know, they examine titles and all these things. But they also say it's the duty of the city solicitor to uh, commence and prosecute actions and other legal proceedings and guidance, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm not sure why Catherine and Paul didn't walk out with a document that says this is the process and this is what needs to be followed or uh, printed out copies of what has to happen versus uh, uh, just going, you know, going out and then starting the process. Um, I, I, you know, I understand they have a lawyer and the lawyer probably should have looked into this, I guess. But, and I am, like I said, I'm only reading what I read, but it seems to me really bizarre that, um, that the city solicitor's office knew that this was commencing and didn't, uh, you know, um, maybe give the full full uh, advantage of their office. Say, this is what you need to do exactly, whether you do it or not, or collect one signature or collect them all. It really doesn't matter. But here's the process. That's what the you're in that role for. Um, well, I don't know, but not only not only that, but I mean, I think proactively they should have all that stuff outlined in the election commission office too, so that there's a packet that you can pick up that tells you here's exactly how you go about it. Here are all the steps, right. and maybe maybe the city solicitor's office and the election commission office need to get together on that and start having that process in place, having that material available so that people can get into this and know. Granted, sometimes you're going to have something that you're not exactly sure, you know, which procedure it might fall under. And in that case, yeah, you would expect an answer in a timely fashion. Yeah, and, and or, you know, you have to have an appointment where you sit down and you go through it, your lawyer's there, and, and your lawyer can ask the question saying, because that's what the, the, your lawyers to do is to cover your your butt and say is is this all correct? Is this? I mean, it can't be heavy language. It's it's just a basic ballot question. Um, uh, I don't know. It seems really sketchy to me, but whatever. And and I, I think the same thing. I feel the same way. But then I have to look at it and say to myself, but sketchy for what? Like, what was the end game of of it being sketchy? What 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 is it that they're trying to accomplish here and not giving them the answers? Well, I, I don't think it, I'm not looking at it like sketchy like the previous caller where it was a conspiracy theory. I just think it was uh, negligence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, you know, you go in and ask a question from a department, you know, go get your license renewed. Do you expect that someone's going to say you got to do one through 10 to get your license renewed? Um, you know, versus, you know, sending you back another three or four times and wasting your personal time. So it seems like to me that uh, it was just a, a, a negligent process um, and that the ball was handed at one point to the solicitor's office and doesn't seem like there was follow-up, you know, anyway. All right. Well, thank you for the call. You have a good day. And I'll say this much about dealing with the city solicitor's office, not, not just here, but also other people that I know in the media that have 
you know, had to go through them for different things and been told, well, you know, we're, we don't have to provide that information. We don't. And, and then as it turns out, no, you do. Look at what happened with the New Bedford Light and their investigation into the police officer who had been disciplined. And they're getting told, well, we don't have to give you this information. No, and uh, you do. So sometimes I wonder, is there not? I, I want to be careful because I'm not trying to, you know, say that there's nefarious intent here at all. But sometimes when a lawyer tells you, no, you can't do this. And no, we don't have to give you this. And no, there's no, you know, there's no way that you can follow this procedure. People look at that and say it's authoritative enough. Well, that came from a lawyer. It's, 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 I'm just going to back down now. And that's why I'm saying that Catherine and Paul should not. They should appeal to the Secretary of State's office and say, is this legitimately true? Because maybe there's a, you know, there's a misinformation on that in that regard, too. But I wouldn't have taken all that effort that I spent the last couple of months and just crumpled it up into a ball and thrown it away. And we'll find out today when, uh, when Catherine and Paul are on with Barry at 1 o'clock what their next steps are. But I would certainly be appealing to a higher power to a higher office and say, is this information we are being provided correct? Because we don't understand why, if you can change the mayoral term this year, th this way, why you can't institute term limits for the city council this year, for the city councils this year. You get what I'm saying. Why can't it be done the same fashion? It, it, to me, it doesn't seem like it's that different of a thing. It doesn't seem all you're doing is making a change to the city charter in the way that elections are run. And if you can make that change or, you know, the way that the elected officials serve, if you can make that change to extend the mayoral limit. And apparently they felt that it could be done the same way the counselors did to revert back to a two year mayoral term because they proposed that question for the ballot for this year. So if you feel like. If you know that that's the way to do it, why isn't this the way to do it for term limits? I need an explanation on that. More so than I need an explanation on why it took for this long for them to find out that this was not the way to go. But I'd like an answer on that too. 508-996-0500. That's the number to call in and chime in right now, though. Going to take a break. Be back in a few moments. And let's jump right back into your phone calls. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hey, Tim. Good morning. Gilly Sassy. Morning, Gilly. What's on your mind? Oh, you know, I started listening to you late, like 820 almost. You know, and I heard, and I'm not sure what's going on. But the thing, you know, you, you made a statement about they, they have two options. Now, I think they have a third option. The, the voters have a third option. Go to the polls and vote that city council is out. Because there's a lot of shenanigans going on there, and we know that. Somebody out of 11 city councilors, one city council had to know, I mean, if they're that much intelligent to run this city. Somebody knew. They're just playing games. You know they've been playing games with the, with the voters all this time. So there's a third option. Go to the polls. And vote because it's vote them all out. All right, I mean, yeah, that, that is the built-in term limits right there is being able to go out and vote for those right. that you don't think deserve another term. You know that they knew. Nobody in their right mind didn't know. Then if they didn't know, they shouldn't be in that office. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, we're talking about the minutia of, 
you know, ballot questions and all that kind of stuff. I wouldn't expect every elected official to know all of that. I would expect the election commission office to know and, and the city solicitor's office to know. Listen, you've got city councilors there that have been there for 30 years that they don't know that the post office is closed at 5 o'clock at night. But they closed at 4. So they, there's a lot of shenanigans going on. You know, and I've proved that there's a lot of shenanigans. Vote, go to the vote, vote, go to the polls and vote the people out. That's all. There's a third one. Only mm-hmm. because you there's only two. And I feel bad for Catherine and Paul. Yeah, I mean, I just meant there's only two options in terms of getting a, you know, getting it done through these through these measures. But yes, of course, they can always just go and, and vote vote out anybody they don't think belongs there. Thank you for the call, Gilly. Later. Have a good day. 508-996-0500. If you want to call in and chime in and uh, and have your voice heard, you can also send us uh, open line. I'm sorry. Yeah, you can. You can send us open line voicemails, but you can also send us app chat messages uh, like we got from Zaza in Fairhaven. They can look into pinning the conclusion of the city solicitor all they want, and there are very, very well maybe some fault there. However, the lawyer they hired is just as at fault for not discovering this issue before they got to this point. That point cannot be dismissed. And I think that that is certainly something that is worth questioning. The lawyer told Arthur Hirsch that he was consulted about the language of the question, not about the procedure, that Catherine and Paul seemed like they knew the procedure to follow, so he didn't need to advise them on that. So, I, again, we can ask that question of Catherine and Paul when they're on with Barry later. But it might have been a matter of they said, no, we're just going to follow the procedure the election commission office told us. Because, again, there's a little bit of a he said, she said there with Manny DeBrito and, and Catherine Adamowitz about whether or not Manny said that they should follow exactly the 2017 mayoral uh, term question or whether or not that was just a suggestion, as as Manny said. So the no matter what it is, it could have been that Catherine and Paul felt like they already had that mapped out for them. So they didn't need to ask the lawyer about it. It could also have been because you're dealing with a lawyer and you're paying for that lawyer's time that you're only paying him to answer the thing that you don't know about because you're pretty sure that you would know about the other thing too. So it could just as much as much as you're saying that it's the lawyer's fault for not advising them, uh, Zaza, it could, you could just as much say it's Catherine and Paul's fault for not asking the lawyer to look into that too. So and again, I'm not trying to throw anybody under the bus there. I'm just saying there's... There's balls that were dropped all the way around here. I just want to find out why it took so long for them to get this information. Why did it take so long for them to get their questions answered when they wanted to find out this information back in May? And then also why this is the this is the answer. Why is this the answer? Why is it okay to do it to extend the mayoral term but not to put in term limits for the city councilors? Why is that not able to follow this process. Let's take another quick call here before we got to go to our final break of the hour. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Good morning, Mr. Weisberg. Good morning. Uh, I'm just now starting to hear the beginning of this. I don't know what it means. I, I know something's wrong, but the bottom line question for me right now is, are you trying to tell me that my signature is not going to count? That is what, I'm not trying to tell you that, but that is what the determination was of the city solicitor's office. Uh, The report is on newbedfordlight.org from Arthur Hirsch. It turns out that the signature collection that was going on is not the way to try to institute term limits for the city councilors, that they will not be able to get a ballot question put on the ballot that would ask the citizens that question. What is it? Why is it not the way? What is the way it's supposed to be? I, I don't know. According to Arthur's reporting, there's two methods that they can use. One is to collect 9,000 signatures, and then that would 
cause them to have to create a commission. The people would have to vote on who would be on that commission. That commission would then look at everything, and then that commission would be able to put its findings out to a vote. So it would take two election cycles before anything could happen. The other way to do it would, well, the other way would be to get the mayor and the city council to sign off on it, and then they could petition the state legislature to make that change. That's not going to happen. Are they going to do that? Of course not. Listen, my name's going to count. My name is going to count because I'm going to go down there. Who's the big boss there? Is it Linda Morad? No. So uh, this, the election commission office asked the city solicitor's office to give them answers on this back in May. The city solicitor only gave the answers to Catherine and Paul last Thursday. I'm very upset by this. I was one of the first people who showed up the first time they ever showed up at the market basket. I was right there. I, I'm sorry. We have to count. Our names have to count. I understand. People that are responding, this, this is a bunch of crap. I understand. And, and, so and, I, and I wish I knew who I could tell you to pin the blame on for this, yes, but unfortunately, we tell me too. But unfortunately, we don't know. I'm going to go gunning for. I'm going to go hunting for somebody. So if you find out, please put it on the air because I'm listening. All right. We are trying to find Thank out those you. answers for sure. Thank, Thank you for the you. call. Have, have a great day. You as well. All right. Uh, why don't I take my final break of the morning? And of course, Chris and Marcus will be talking way more about this on South Coast now. And of course, Catherine and Paul are joining Barry at 1 p.m. on his program. So this is uh, going to be a topic for the entire day. And we'll see if we can get some answers back in just a few moments. Yeah. All right. Welcome back. We're going to go right back to your phone calls to end things. But uh, hold on, guys. We're, we're on the air. <laughs> and uh, Mi and Toho Mexican Restaurant has some big news for you. They've opened a third location in New Bedford. Now you can grab your favorites at their new location, located at 245 Cogsall Street in New Bedford. Mi and Toho is known for offering a variety of authentic Mexican food that will please any Mexican food lover, including burritos, fajitas, enchiladas, and of course, margaritas, however you want them. With so many tempting options to choose from, and now with their newest location on Cogsall Street in New Bedford, we think you should make this... A Mexican night tonight at one of Mia and Toho's two New Bedford locations. See more at MiaAntojoMexicanRestaurant.com. Let's, uh, let's end things off with a call here. Good morning. You were on WBSM. Uh, good morning. I, I no longer live in New Bedford, but I certainly am interested in what happens there. And one question that I don't understand is if Manny DiBrito went to the city solicitor to ask the question, what happened with follow-up? I mean, if I call my doctor's office, they don't call me back, I follow up. Wherever I call or whoever, business or friend, they don't get back to me, I follow up. So it just seems to me that that's where uh, things began to fall apart. If he said he would go and ask the question, how about getting the answer to that question by following up within a week, two weeks or whatever? Just my comment. No, and totally understandable. Thank you for the call. And and I think that that's a question that has to be answered. So if you are the election commissioner, and this is a question of an election, why weren't you more uh, in, you know, proactive in getting the answers to this? So uh, according to in the yes, New Be yes Term Limits New Bedford Facebook group, which is the group that Catherine and Paul created to push this out, 
Um, she said last Thursday, after gathering 87% of the 3,100 signatures of New Bedford voters to get the question about term limits to our city council positions on November ballot. I'm just trying to read this fast because time's running out. Um, she said, we were told by Eric Jakes, the city solicitor, that he will not accept our petition. Paul and I had followed the process that was told to us by someone recommended by Manny DeBrito of the New Bedford Election Office. DeBrito told us that this person knows more about this initiative than he himself did. That was in May. So now they've gone through all this process of getting these signatures, and now it appears that it'll be all for naught. So you can hear Paul and Catherine on with Barry at 1 o'clock. Chris and Marcus are going to be talking about this throughout the course of South Coast now. We will try and get you more answers as much as we can. But um, you know about as much as we know right now. And you can check out the story that Arthur Hirsch has at NewBedfordLight.org for more details. But this is something that I think there's, there's two questions that need to be answered. One, why did it take so long for somebody to get back to them about this? Was it just that it fell through the cracks? If so, that is unforgivable. But was there intent behind keeping it from them? as some callers have suggested today. The other question is, why is this not the process? Why can you not accept this petition and put the question on the ballot? I need an explanation about that because if it's how you can change the mayoral term from two, 